Hi, everyone. Elazar Bloom back with Relationships Revisited, and I am so glad to be with you folks. Thinking about this week's Torah portion, and I'm often inspired by the Torah portion, getting ideas and seeing how they relate to the clinical experiences that I'm having with clients, etc. So one of the fascinating things that we see in this week's Torah portion is the story of the Miraglim, the spies. And these were individuals that were chosen to scout out the land as the Jews were leaving Egypt and on their way to uh, the Holy Land, they had received the Torah. And now it, it was suggested that leaders be sent to check out the land so they could determine how best to conquer it. And Moses agrees, Moshe agrees, and they are sent, these 12 leaders. And they go and they check things out and they come back with a report. And they begin by describing the land they give a report as they were asked to, the nature of the of the land, the people. And then there's this word on which everything turns. It's an interesting word in the text, and the word is ephes. Ephes is kind of like but. It's like, however, but. And that with that word, they move from witnessing the facts, giving a report, and they start to transition to their interpretation or how they're relating to the things that they witnessed and they saw. And this got me thinking to a huge topic in in mental health, mental well-being and relationships which is events, things that happen and then our relationship to that event. Also known as an interpretation. How we relate to that event. And how we relate to an event is entirely dependent on the lens with which we take to that event. And that lens is in turn determined by our history, by the many, many things that have happened to us and the interpretation, how we've related to those things that have happened to us. And that becomes our lens. And then we continue to utilize that lens as we move forward, not even aware that we are actually utilizing a lens, not even aware that we are actually relating to an event. So for example, as adults, imagine there's a, a couple that is going out on a date and the husband, the spouse, he notices that his wife is looking down at her phone quite a bit. Okay? He notices that frequently she seems to be looking at her phone and is disengaging from the conversation. That's what he notices. That's an event. Then there's a relationship to that event. And that relationship to that event can be many faceted. I'm just going to take two for simplicity's sake. One thing he could possibly say and relate to that event with and say to himself is, man, she's really like, she's not, she's not into me anymore. She's not here. She's, do I even matter to her? Like, what's happening? That is him interpreting her looking down at her phone while they are out on that date. Another possible interpretation of a, a way of relating to that event is, wow, maybe there's a lot going on at work for her. I wonder, I wonder how she's doing. I wonder what's happening. Very indifferent. Now there's a whole, bun whole bunch more um, of possibilities. Um, just again, keeping it kind of black and white and simple, to show that there's an event and then there is our relationship, our interpretation of that event. Okay, Another example in a different 
relational venue, and that is perhaps a parent, a mother, notices her eight-year-old son kicking his four-year-old sister. The event is that the eight-year-old kicked the four-year-old and pushed her off the couch. That's the event. Then there's the relationship to that event. And again, there are many possibilities. One thing she could say to herself is, man, he really has an anger problem. It's one possible way of relating to this event that just occurred. Another is, maybe he's he's feeling insecure or unsure about something. I'm not sure what it is, but maybe he's feeling uncomfortable. Another possible interpretation of that event. Let's take a third example. A mother sends her son over to a neighbor to see if the neighbor wants to buy a raffle ticket because the son has um, has a raffle at school where they you know they, they do those charity events where people buy raffle tickets and it's a fundraiser you know the deal so a mother says why don't you go over to our neighbor and see if he wants to to buy a raffle ticket the son comes back from the neighbor and says he said that he's not interested he said no thank you he doesn't want to buy a raffle ticket that's the event that the neighbor said, no, thank you. Then there's the relationship, the interpretation of that event, which could be something like, maybe we've done something to offend him. I, I wonder why, why he's upset with us. Did we do something? Did I, like, did I forget to say hello to him or something one time? There could be a whole there, you know, way of interpreting the many things they could have done wrong to offend him. He's upset with us. Another possibility is maybe he's given away his, you know, his charity for this month and he doesn't have anything left over in that fund. It's another possibility. So here's the first fact, and this is really a fact, and I, I'm hoping that it's going to be a, a helpful takeaway, which is that my history of experiences will determine how I automatically relate to any given event. It will be entirely dependent on my own history of experiences and the lens that those experiences have crafted. So in that first example, where the husband was Perhaps, let's say he was saying to himself, she's really not into me anymore. It's very likely and very possible that he has a history where going back with his parents, with others, he felt unseen, neglected, unwanted. And that was a common experience for him. And so he already has that lens, that view of himself, that in the end, I'm not going to be wanted. I'm not going to be desired by somebody. So when his wife is looking at her phone at out on the date, that is that's the event and then there's in, his interpretation of it which is dependent on the many experiences and interpretations of those experiences that he's had. Fact number 2. How I relate to the event will determine what I do next, how I respond to it. So taking the second example, the parenting example, 
if I interpret the event and I say, my eight-year-old has an anger problem, then I'm likely to intervene and do something which is has to fix that anger problem. And that could be punitive, or it could be he's got to go see a therapist to deal with that, which is really just another consequence of your problem that needs to be fixed. But that will, that interpretation will determine how I proceed, what I do next. So what I'm hoping first and foremost with sharing this is that we will all see that we are constantly in that meaning-making, interpreting mode. There are so many things that happen to, happen around us to us. We notice things. And then there's our ter- interpretation of all of these experiences. So my first suggestion, oh, this is kind of like a, a general principle, which is slow it down. <laughs> slow it down. Try and slow it down. Just Don't just go hook, line, and sinker down with the interpretation. Slow it down and first of all, separate the event from how I am relating to it. Separate the event from the interpretation. Number two, as you slow that down and you separate those out, see if you can come up with another way of relating to the event. It, just any other way. See if you can find different possibilities, if there's any flexibility there. Okay. And number three, if doing number two is hard, if it's really rigid and like, no, this is true. It is true that I'm, she, she really doesn't want me anymore. He really has an anger problem. If that's rigid and you can't open up any space around that, well, it perhaps consider that there are, have, there are and there have been events in, in your life that have kind of shaped the way that you're showing up now. There are things that you've experienced and not had any other inputs, any other ways to interpret those events, very likely painful events, that have you've been left alone in. And um, that pain is actually what's needing attention. And when that is given attention, well, it might just begin to open up other ways to interpret the things that you are experiencing and witnessing, noticing in your daily life. So that's hopefully something helpful to to all of us to see, to notice the difference between the events, the things that are happening to us and our interpretation of them, and hopefully opening up more flexibility, more possibility uh, in how we relate to those events so that we can respond in a way that is as positive, as updated, as, and as adaptive as possible. Grateful to you, thankful for us being together, and looking forward to seeing you next time in the space between. <laughs>